Welcome to Spew Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry. I'm Queerness and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender and my daughter Abby Cadabby has nonverbal autism. And I now call this third episode of Spew to Order. everybody this is our sorting ceremony episode except without the ceremony we're just kind of gonna discuss sorting <laughs> any new business you want to share with us anything exciting happen at school this week um no not yet we were supposed to have an iep meeting but it got postponed due to one of the members of the team had a unfortunate accident in her family. We're having a lot of flooding here where we live. And her house got flooded, so it got postponed for a little bit. But that's boring school stuff. We are going to Sesame Street Live tomorrow, and Abby doesn't know, and she's going to be so excited. Anything bad happen at week at school this week? Yes. <laughs> This was actually a, a big roller coaster of a week. We found out Tuesday she has a one-on-one aide in class. She's had the same one-on-one aide for two and a half years. And I found out Tuesday that Tuesday was her last day. I didn't get any kind of notice. Tuesday was her last day. But we're very lucky. They already have another aide lined up that knows her and has worked with her before. So it could be a lot worse. Um... I'm still not too happy about it, but I will get over it and deal. But we will miss our original aid very much. I have to make her some cookies. I had another outburst this week. Had a customer who was just being very picky about policy. Ooh, what was that? Uh, I'm on the MacBook, so that was an iMessage. I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> Ah, it keeps happening. These are all of my boyfriend's texts coming in on the laptop. Oh, technology. That's pretty much well. No, all that no. Happened. Come huh? back to that. You had a you had a customer that was being picky about policy. Yeah, I I went outside for a half an hour as he was calling the corporate office for some reason. And when I came back in, he was still on the phone with them and. He just said some stuff that made me very angry, and I yelled at him, and then he turned around and said that I was threatening him and that they needed to call the cops. So then I stormed off and left, and I called my manager, and then he was just like, just stay in the parking lot till he leaves, and then he called into the store to talk to him, and then the guy went outside and was talking on his phone outside for over an hour. I finally just left. Yeah. That's probably the best thing to do in that situation. People are just so rude. I cannot wait, and it will happen. I have full faith that it will, eventually. Cannot wait until you find a good, like, work-at-home job. Also, Daniel Radcliffe's new show, Miracle Workers, as of right now, I've seen the first two episodes. It's okay. 
the cliffhangers are kind of annoying because it, it feels like it should be like an hour-long dramedy, but it's on TBS, so it's a half-hour sitcom. I will have to watch this. And I actually have cable now. I should know about this. I don't know why I don't. So, this episode we are going to talk about our Hogwarts houses. Yay! And so, I got a little bit of information about each house. Um, As we know, the houses are named after the four founders. Godric Gryffindor from Wildmore. He was... A huge fighter against muggle discrimination, and his values were courage, bravery, and determination. Salazar Slytherin from Fen. He wanted those from magical families to be the only ones that could come to the school, and he chose leaders that were proud, ambitious, and cunning. Rowena Ravenclaw from Glen was considered the most brilliant witch of her time, and she prized wit, learning, and wisdom. And then Helga Hufflepuff from Valley Broad. She vowed to teach the lot and didn't judge students over their talent or what families they came from. She was a great chef and her recipes are still served in the kitchens at Hogwarts still today. And her values were hard work, patience, loyalty, and fair play. Very nice. So... What house are you in? I got sorted into Gryffindor. Through the the Pottermore quiz, is that who you normally associate with? Um, yes, with a strong Ravenclaw second, I would say. <laughs> I, for the longest time, felt Ravenclaw, but like the Ravenclaw that always hang out with the Hufflepuffs, so that's kind of a Hufflepuff thing. So, so I kind of drifted personally more towards Hufflepuff. Pottermore originally put me in Slytherin. So I created a new account and uh. took the quiz again. <laughs> and it put me in Gryffindor. So Fun fact, my sister is a Slytherin. A proud Slytherin. Pride is um, a Slytherin trait. What about Abby? Did you get her to take a quiz? No. Every time I tried to, she um, was not interested and would just try to go to YouTube on the device. (laughs) I did find a bunch of neat information about the Sorting Hat that was mostly not in the books. So, the Sorting Hat was originally owned by Godric Gryffindor, but all four of the founders bewitched it and bestowed all of their collective knowledge and wisdom on the hat. So the sorting hat is as intelligent as four wizards combined. Nice. It is skilled at legilimency. I have no idea how that word's supposed to be pronounced. I think you got it right. Legilimency. So it can read people's minds. It refuses to admit that it has ever made a mistake. Huh. However, there have been hat stalls. Hat stalls are sortings that take longer than five minutes. It is um, considered an archaic term And it's very rare. It usually only happens once every 50 years or so. There are a lot of near hat stalls, though. So ones that last over four minutes. So Hermione was between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor. Neville between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. Flitwick between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. And Lockhart between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. The hat wanted to put Lockhart in Slytherin. And he fought really hard and barely got into Ravenclaw. (laughs) 
There are only two known hat stalls, though, and they are McGonagall between Ravenclaw and Gryffindor and Peter Pettigrew between Gryffindor and Slytherin. Now, the hat still insists that he did not make a mistake with Peter Pettigrew, that he does belong in Gryffindor because he died bravely. I guess. <laughs> um, the hat was also not J.K. Rowling's original plan. She played with a whole bunch of different things to try to figure out how to sort everyone. Originally, it was a complicated machine that did a whole bunch of different magical things before coming to a conclusion, but she decided it was simultaneously both too complicated and too easy. Yeah. So then for the longest time, she had statues of the four founders that came to life and selected the students that way. But she still wasn't happy with that. And so then she wrote down a list of ways that people are chosen and landed on pulling names out of a hat. And then the sorting hat kind of evolved from that. Wow. I love that thought process. But can you imagine if four statues, and I imagine them as big statues for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I, like, you just assume they're they're big and not like life size. They're kind of big statues. Yes, I assume they're big. Can you just imagine like four statues coming to life and sorting out all the kids? Like, hey, you, the short one, come over here with me. You're mine. You're a Slytherin. The Salazar statue would be spewing racial slurs all the time. Probably. That's probably why that idea didn't make the cut, actually. <laughs> Sorting hat's definitely the best out of all those. And I love the sorting hat. One thing that I found kind of funny is in its song that it sings and changes up every year, the attribute that defines Hufflepuff changes every time in every book. So even the sorting hat doesn't know how to define Hufflepuffs. Yeah, they're just, I mean, they're what doesn't fit into the other three. There's nothing wrong with that. And they're also good cooks. Well, Helga was a good cook. I feel like Hufflepuffs are like jack-of-all-trades. Correct me if I am wrong, dear listeners. No, that's so bad. Now we're going to get hate mail. No. <laughs> Send us hate mail. Send us something. Constructive criticism. We'll take it. It's really cool that McGonagall and Pettigrew were known hat stalls, though. That's That's really interesting. Uh, the other thing I have noticed about these hat stalls, all of them except for Lockhart, Gryffindor is involved. Yeah. And most of them are Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, which I tend to see a lot of people tend to be between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Like me. At this point, we are going to take a short break to visit our friends over at Gringotts. Our trivia question this week comes from the Pottermore Hogwarts quiz, and the question is, where is the Slytherin common room located? Now, I'm going to give you the multiple choice on this one. It is below the Owlry, under the lake, by the Forbidden Forest, or the top of Slytherin Tower. This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for Spew at Gringotts Bank. And now we return to Spew. And we're back. So, Lavender, do you have a guess? Do I have a guess? Where is the Slytherin common room located? It is... It's under the lake. That is correct. I looked at this list and I was just like, 
everyone knows it's in the dungeon, but that is not an answer. <laughs> um, obviously, top of the Slytherin Tower is not it. My guess was below the Owlry, because that was the only one that seemed to make the most sense. Nope. I remember when they had to take the Polyjuice Potion, and they got in there with Malfoy, and they learned where it was. I don't remember that being in the book. Not the location. I always pictured it as being like right next to the Great Hall for some reason. Nope. Hidden and secretive. And I remember it being described as like kind of cold and clammy. Kind of like how, you know, like a snake would like it, you know? Because it's a dungeon. Yeah. (laughs) But it's cold because it's under the lake. Alright. This week we got some owl mail. Um, We have heard from... A listener who wants to go by the name Salamander Eyes, which is a reference to Crimes of Grindelwald, if you haven't seen it yet. And she tells us that she has cousins who have autism, and though she hasn't been properly diagnosed, feels that she may be on the spectrum, and is in love with Newt Scamander. (laughs) I may be paraphrasing that there. Um, But she has sent us a... Howler with a question related to our last episode on medication. Hi, first of all, I want to just like to say that um, you've got an interesting idea going here. You're talking about autism and Harry Potter and stuff. I've been listening to to your to your podcast and stuff, and, and it sounds quite um, intriguing and you know uh, educational and stuff. So I like what uh, what basically what I'm trying to say is I like what I've what I've seen so far. Um, I, w- I just wanted a bit. I wanted to ask you a bit of a question, really, and um, on one thing that you mentioned in in this uh, particular podcast, and you mentioned about um, uh, medication for repetitive behaviour, and I'm wondering if if that's if you're if you're talking about stimming, like medication for stimming, like I always thought that with the stimming, I thought I didn't really think there was medication for it. I always thought that with with stimming and repetitive behaviour, I thought I thought that was it was to do. I thought um, the way that that was um, kind of uh, I don't know the words for it. Um, I'm really bad at you know uh, communicating what I want to say. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is I I always thought that it was therapy. You, you to, in order to get in order to help with. Uh, pre- not preventing stimming but you know kind of cal- calming and kind of stopping stimming and uh, you know repetitive baby behavior i thought that was more or less to do with like therapy i mean is that not is that not i'm just wondering is that not the case is it is it all um is it all based on uh, medication um the reason why i ask is i just i'm just really curious about it because i do a lot of stimming myself but i don't know what my sting i don't know if it's a vi stimming or if it's well i don't i don't know i don't really think it's an autism one i, I think mo- mainly i think some of them are vi and some of them i don't really know what kind of stimming they are i've never really been di- diagnosed with autism or anything like that i mean you know um so i mean i only recently because i was reading i read about 13 chapters of of this book called um everyday asperger's and the lady who writes it she also did a blog and i read read on one of the blogs that apparently nail rubbing is a is an autism stim and i do that and i just thought i didn't really think it was an autism stim i just presumed it was something that was um I just presumed it was just a unique kind of stimming to me, you know, kind of thing. I thought it was a bad habit, you know, kind of thing. But now reading that, and I'm like thinking, okay, autism stim. So I've got a bit of autism stim somewhere, and I've got visual impairment stims and stuff. And I was just thinking, if I was to go and, you know, talk to somebody and try and sort that out and try and, you know, 
um cure not cure kind of stop it kind of thing or maybe even lessen it or something you know i was just wondering like would it just be um medication is is medication the only answer like what you know like what do they what 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 do they do to kind of um stop that and stuff um i was just wondering what you know how 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 is it helped with uh with autism stimming you know how is that kind of how how do you kind of deal with that you know how do the professionals deal with it and is it just me- you know medicine or or can it be done with therapy as well autism is something that i'm really really interested in because is obviously we have it in the family and stuff and i'm just i've i've been really interested in autism for a long time now um and i've been more fixated on it now because after reading certain things like this everyday aspergers and a couple of other things I'm starting to notice things, you know, in myself, and you know, um, you know, and so yeah. Now, now I'm just kind of like I want to know more. If you could get back to me, to me on that one, that'd be really great because I'm really curious and I'm really interested. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for sending that in. Uh, to clarify, there was a study done on Prozac, also known as fluoxetine, which is an antidepressant that it would help with specifically hand flapping and pacing. And so I did try it for a while and it did help quite a bit, but it seemed to get weaker over time and just not help as much. It is not the standard treatment at all. Um, I do not think that it is an approved use for that medicine either. So I do believe that therapy tends to be the treatment that most people go with uh lavender can you elaborate on that little so you say specifically for like pacing and hand flapping we don't deal with too much of that but as far as repetitive movements and such we did a lot of occupational therapy to help with um some of her hand gestures i guess you would call it flapping some hand flapping um as far as pacing we don't deal with that she just runs constantly everywhere um, but occupational therapy or ABA, I know ABA is kind of, uh, what's the word here? Uh, controversial. Um, and I guess we can talk about that in a later episode maybe, but ABA and occupational therapy would be the only things that I think of, I could think of off the top of my head to recommend to look into to help with it. You can leave us almels at spewcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a howler 407-706-SPEW is how you reach us. That's 407-706-7739. And so now we're going to move on to the Daily Prophet and we have a lot of news for you this week. So the big news, Universal Orlando finally announced what their new ride is going to be. It is called Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. Yes. It is replacing the Dragon Challenge, which was a roller coaster that was rethemed from the previous location called the Dueling Dragons. It was a roller coaster in which there were two tracks and two simultaneous cars came at each other at several locations and people were leaving things in their pockets. And so... Between that and the ride being almost 20 years old, it was just time to discontinue it. Yep. And so pretty much we already know everything there is about this ride, even though they only just announced it because they've been really bad at the leaks this time. Um, What is confirmed is that it is a 
full roller coaster through a forest. Not quite confirmed to be the Forbidden Forest. There is a strange abandoned church-like structure that is in the middle of it that no one's quite sure what it's meant to be. Um, you will be riding on Sirius's motorbike, um, and we do know that it will feature some indoor scenes featuring life-size magical creatures. Rumors include Fluffy and Aragog. Pixies are featured heavily in the promo images. Oh, that's going to be so fun. There has also been some announcements of new merchandise coming out this year. There is a set of four color-changing coasters that are heat sensitive and so it's one for each house so when you place your mug on it it will change to sort you into whichever house price on that is 16 dollars and should be shipping in may ship from where i don't know oh. it's just we're in pre-orders okay <laughs> three new board games will be coming out this year as well a harry potter themed scrabble yes um there's also a fast-paced competitive game called Hogwarts Battles Defense Against the Dark Hearts, and then there's another one that is an unnamed cooperative type board game as well. And there is footage that was released onto the internet of a wild Niffler caught in a muggle arcade. Tricky Nifflers. <laughs> he was in one of those machines that you put the coins in and Hope that you put in enough coins to knock all the other coins down. Yeah, I love those. Um, and so it's just a video of him, like, burping up coins with a bunch of children looking at it. Uh, the Statue of Secrecy Task Force has asked all wizards to sign up at wizardsunite.com to get updates on magic caught on camera by muggles. And they will also be releasing an app called Wizards Unite, which will allow wizards to help fight and cover up these types of magical leaks. The app is being developed by Niantic, who developed Pokemon Go. Oh, that's fun. Our last story is a little bit of a downer, I guess. Ontario is working on a new autism health care plan uh, led by Conservative Party leader Doug Ford. Primarily, it focuses on doubling funding on diagnostic hubs in hopes to clear the wait list. Uh, between 2,000 and 2,500 children are currently on the wait list and usually wait about 31 weeks before they can get any kind of therapy or treatment. This will also provide funds directly to families to help um, instead of being funded directly through the facilities to help clear the wait list. The big cons to this is the fact that the amount of money they'll be receiving will be 20000 a year until age six and then only 5000 a year until age 18. The president of the Ontario Autism Coalition is saying that the, the plan is the death of the Ontario Autism Plan. It's going to clear the wait list, but do it by making sure no one gets what they need. Uh, the government has responded stating that they are agreeing with 13 or 14 out of the 16 or 18 requests that the coalition have made. They're using the phrase autism does not end at five, which has led to the hashtag autism does not end at Ford, uh, which is actually how I found this, because when you type 
autism into Twitter, this is the thing that is trending. Huh. And I know nothing about Canadian government and heard absolutely nothing about this, but this is actually, like, really big thing that's going on right now. Yeah, I definitely want to look into this more. Because, I mean, they're right. Autism doesn't end at five. For the record, my kid is eight, going on nine, and we still have a lot of the same struggles that we did at five and six. We've made huge gains, but we still have a lot of struggles. If services for her ended at five, I don't know. I don't know where we would be. If you would like to send us owl mail or a howler, you can send us mail at spewcast at gmail.com. Or send us a howler by calling 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spewcast. And on Twitter at Spectrum People. We also like to thank Joan Burr for our theme music. Until next time, I'm Queerness. I'm Lavender. And as Luna Lovegood said, Don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye.